You know, typically at the beginning of the year, typically at the beginning of the year, um, we want to focus on improving an area of our life, right? I mean, it could be getting in better shape. It could be organizing our closet. How many don't even say how many, you know, I can, I can hear by the O. Maybe it's cleaning out the garage. I mean, there are a lot of things. Maybe it's time management. We want to get better with managing our time. It's being on time. How many could say hallelujah for folks who like to be on time? Amen. And there are a lot of different things that we can focus on as we are uh, finishing up this year and getting ready to start a new year. But again, again, the question is this. Are we getting better at what matters the most? In other words, are we thinking about getting better in regards to what, what, matters, what matters the most? And to make it personal, are we asking ourselves this question? Am I getting better? Am I considering things that are going to make me better but are they really going to make me better? Does it really matter? Does it really, really matter? And so this morning, I want to talk to you as we're getting ready to go into a very special season here at the beginning of the year. We're doing it on both campuses, Shreveport and Lake Charles campus. And we're getting in ready to launch into a season, to begin a, series, uh, begin a, a season. Are you, are you guys ready for this? You're going to shout. I'm telling you, you're just going to blow the roof off this place. We're getting ready to go into a season of prayer. <laughs> And fasting. Could somebody say hallelujah for that? Amen. <laughs> People are like, oh, prayer, yeah. I'm not sure about fasting because since we're just coming out of a series of serious indulgence, right? So the question is this. The question is this. Why does prayer and fasting matter the most? I mean, if we're getting ready to get better at a lot of different things, we have a lot of different choices to make in regards to getting better at, 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 at a lot of different things. Why could we, why would we say that prayer and fasting really matters the most? And the answer is very, very simple. It's the word access. It's the word access. The answer to why getting better at prayer and fasting is so critical, it's so important. It's really, really underst- easy to understand. It's the word, it's the word access. And here, here is the point that I want to make in regards to access. God can only influence what you give him access to. God can only influence what you give him access to. And when you give God access to areas in your life, when you give God access uh, to your life and he begins to release his influence in those areas of your life, something abnormal is going to happen. Something out of the ordinary is going to happen. There's going to be a shift in your life. Something is going to change. Your life is going to get better when you give God access and he begins to release his influence in your life. Your life will be better. But again, God can only influence what you give him access to. One of the greatest examples of this is a moment in time. It's one of my favorite moments in the Bible. It's in the Gospels. It records a a, a moment in time that Jesus Jesus had with a gentleman uh, by the name of Bartimaeus. If you've been around church a while, if you've heard ministers preach, you've been reading your Bible and the Gospels, you probably remember this moment when Jesus and his disciples were approaching Jericho. And as they approach Jericho, they hear, they hear this voice. They, they, they hear this, this, this voice, and it's the voice of a man. Now, at that moment, Jesus didn't know who it was. None of the disciples knew who it was. But, but they, they, begin to, they begin to hear this voice, and this voice is crying out, and he's saying this. He's saying, Jesus! Je- Jesus! Hey! Jesus! The, the, the son of David! 
have mercy on me. And, and, and the, scripture says, the scripture says that Jesus stopped in his tracks. Do you know that there's some things that can stop Jesus in his tracks? <laughs> he just stops and Jesus calls for him. And the man's name is Bartimaeus. And when Jesus... Bartimaeus gets over to Jesus, there's an interaction that takes place. And, and, and when that interaction is over, Bartimaeus is different. You say, well, what was different about Bartimaeus? Well, Bartimaeus began that day blind. It was normal for him to get up blind, couldn't see anything. It was normal for him to go to the same place and beg every day just outside of Jericho. That was normal. But that day, something abnormal happened in his life. Is there anybody in the room that could use some abnormal things? Amen. Something outside of the normal? Or is there anybody in the house that would like to say, you know what, God, I want some abnormal things to happen in my life. That's exactly what happened to Bartimaeus. Because, because he began to cry out. He, Jesus, he came to Jesus and there was something that happened in his life. You say, well, what happened? Bartimaeus ended that day differently than that day began. He could see. He could see. There was a life change. Why? Why is that? The reason there was a life change in Bartimaeus' life is because he gave God access to his life. He gave God access to something that he couldn't do anything about. But I believe with all of my heart, there are things in our life that we can't do anything about, but God can. All it needs, all that area needs, all that space in our life needs is just a little bit of God, just a little bit of Jesus. And if we'll just give him Access, he'll release that influence in our life and things can change. Can somebody say amen to that? I've been sitting on this message for a few weeks, so I'm a little excited about it. <laughs> so here's what I want us to do this morning. Here's, here's what I want us to do. I want us to, I want us to ask ourselves this question. What if, what if we had the same attitude Bartimaeus had? And we transferred that attitude into our prayer life. Are you following me? What, what if we had the same attitude that Bartimaeus had that day? And we transferred that into our life. We had the same attitude in regards to prayer and fasting. What do you think would happen? If we were standing by Jesus, if we were standing by Jesus that day, or we were standing in proximity to Jesus, what, what would we have seen? What kind of attitude would we have seen in Bartimaeus' life? And we took that same attitude today, and we transferred that attitude that Bartimaeus had in regards to our life when it comes to prayer, prayer and fasting. What, what, what would we see? What did we see that day? Well, if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, go ahead and write this down. <laughs> I would say the first thing that we would notice about Bartimaeus is that we would, we would notice his passion. We, we would notice his passion. And again, Mark 10, 47, this, this is what happened. This is, how, uh, this is how Bartimaeus responded to Jesus. It says, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. It didn't say he just mumbled. <laughs> It, it, didn't say, it didn't say that he just was like, well, it must be Jesus. Well, <laughs> to his neighbor next to him, well, you know, Jesus is passing by. Now, it, that wasn't his attitude. 
The, the, the scripture plainly says that when he heard it was Jesus, that he began to do what? He began to cry out. He wasn't passive and just saying, well, it's another day that Jesus is passing by. He wasn't passive and just saying, well, maybe tomorrow. He began to cry out. Ladies and gentlemen, we must have a passion when it comes to prayer and fasting. Now, you're thinking this morning, okay, Pastor John. Now, I can probably muster up a little passion when it comes to prayer. Because, you know, I have heard scriptures like James 5, 16. It says, therefore, uh, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. Somebody said, well, why do we have life groups? Why do we have small groups in our church, in our campuses? Why, why do we do that? Well, one of the reasons that we do that is so we can build relationships. What's one of our values here at TDP? It's one of our values uh, at, the, at the, our Shreveport campus. We, we, but we both, we have the same values. And that is this, is that we value relationships. Why do we value relationships? Because we all struggle in our lives and we need people in our lives that we can confess our weaknesses to. It's not getting in a circle with a large group of people and saying, I'm a bad guy. I'm a bad person. That's not what small groups are about. Small groups are about building relationships because, and, and so that when we're hitting a difficult time in our life or we're struggling with a shortcoming, let me just go ahead and say it like it is, sin in our life, we can confess that. Because as long as it stays hidden, it will remain a part of our life. Can somebody say amen? The, the Bible doesn't say confess our sins to God. It's just to here, James 5, 16 says, says confess our sins to what? To one another. All right? Groups are coming up soon, and we'll be launching those. Can't, can't wait for that. But talking about passion for prayer so that you may be healed, watch this. The prayer of a righteous, and, uh, the, the prayer of the righteous is powerful and what? It's effective. So we can get, we can stir up some passion when it comes to prayer because we believe what the word says, right? That, that we, can, we, we, can, we can be passionate about prayer because we know when we begin to pray that something's going to happen. But you may sit, be sitting here this morning and go, Pastor John, prayer I can get passionate about, but this fasting thing, I, I don't even know. Are we even supposed to still do that? <laughs> I mean, are we, are we still supposed to fast? I mean, you read in the Old Testament, you see they fasted quite a bit. But are, are, we, are we even supposed to do this fasting thing? Matthew 6, 16 and 18 gives us a really, really clear answer. Jesus is talking to his followers. He's talking to his disciples. And, and listen to the terminology. Listen very closely to the words of Jesus and the terminology, how he phrases it. He says this, Matthew 6, 16 and 18, talking to followers of Christ. How many followers of Christ do we have in the house this morning? A, a <laughs> oh, Jesus, help me. <laughs> Are you guys with me this morning? I'm going to ask that question one more time. How many followers of Christ do we have in the house? Okay, thank you. Now, listen, listen to what Jesus says. Followers of Christ and when you fast. <laughs> not if you fast. And when you fast, do not, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. Talking about the Pharisees. For they disfigure their faces and they're, uh, that, they're, that their uh, fasting may be seen by others. I mean, you, you understand that fasting is not about you being spiritual or appearing spiritual to someone else. It's not what fasting is about. It's not about an image. This is truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Verse 17, but when you fast, <laughs> Jesus again, 
case you didn't hear it the first time. He said it again. But, but, but when you fast, anoint your head. That's, that's kind of like terminology today. Make sure you wash your hair. Keep your hair looking good. Wash your face. That your fasting may not be, uh, may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. Watch this. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. For what? For when you what? When you fast. So, so we may not be real passionate about fasting and really about prayer unless we truly understand what prayer and fasting does. <laughs> and you're like, Pastor John, what are you trying to get me to do? I'm not trying to get you to do anything. I'm trying to get you to be something. Amen? So, What's up with this fasting thing? Listen to these statements concerning prayer and fasting. Prayer draws you near to God. There's nothing, nothing that will cause you to draw near to God like prayer. Fasting draws you away from the world. Prayer puts your focus on God fasting ensures that it stays there. Prayer puts your focus on God, but fasting ensures that it stays there. I've heard people ask me this before when it comes to, when it comes to fasting. They're like, Pastor John, is, is fasting sort of like dieting? Because if it's about dieting, I, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. No, no, no. You know, it can have some benefits. You want to shed a pound or two, especially coming out of Christmas? <laughs> I like what someone said. A diet may change the way you look, but a fast will change the way you live. A diet may change the way you look, but a fast will change the way you live. A diet may change your appearance, but a fast will change the way you see God, your life, and his promises. It will change the way that you see. And here's why. Listen, here's why. Because fasting is taking and removing things from your life that are distracting you from God. That's what fasting is. Fasting is, is identifying things in your life that could be or really are distractions and saying, God, I am removing this thing from my life. I am removing this because you are so valuable. You are so important. I, I am so passionate about you. I, I want your influence in my life. I want to give you access to my life. I want it so bad that I don't want anything to get in the way of it. And I'm going to remove this thing that's distracting me. Because I want all of my attention to go on you. That was a good place to say amen. So next Sunday, corporately, both campuses, we're getting ready to launch 21 days of prayer and fasting. Why are we doing this? Here's why. Just like Bartimaeus needed Jesus to move in his life, we need God to move in ours. 
Let me say that again. Just like Bartimaeus was passionate about giving Jesus access to his life, we are passionate about giving God access to our life. Why, ladies and gentlemen? Because I don't know about you, but we have to have more of God. Listen, so often what's happening is this. We're saying, I just need less problems in my life. Maybe not. Maybe you don't need just less problems in your life. Maybe what we really need is just more of God. Hallelujah. So we're beginning 21 days of prayer and fasting, and we're asking everybody to be a part. Everybody to be a part. Everybody to do something. And, and so let me just share some very practical things about fasting. You say, uh, where do I start with fasting? Well, uh, well, number one, there's a part of your, you can, we can create, excuse me, we can cut certain things out of our life that are affect our bodies. Let me just go ahead and get to the point. Some of the stuff that we're eating, we need to cut some of that out. There are a few different kinds of fast. There's a there's is a, a complete a total fast where you, you fast just with water or, or maybe juice only. And let me let me say this: if you've never fasted before, I don't recommend that. I, I don't I don't recommend that. If you have health issues, I don't I don't recommend that. You, you need to get a few fasts under your belt before you launch into the big one. You know what I'm talking about. But there's another kind of fast. There's a partial fast where you just, uh, during, you just may take a meal during a day and say, God, I'm committed. I am committed not to eating this meal during the day. And, and instead of eating, I'm going to take my time to pray. I'm going to take my time to go through uh, the, uh, the, the, the day that we have recorded in the 21-day the devotional that we've prepared for you. Instead of eating lunch, I'm just going to get my devotion. I'm going to get away, and I'm going to go to my day, and I'm going I'm to spend time with you. I'm, gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to focus on food, that meal, God. I'm going to focus on you. So a fast could be that where you're just fasting a particular meal of the day. And someone may say, well, I think I'm going to just probably fast breakfast because I, I really don't need even eat breakfast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would say this. Fast, listen to me. You fast the one that you love the most. Fast the one where you're like, I can't wait to get to this one. Are you with me this morning? So it could be, I'm just fasting. I'm just fasting just a meal that day. Or, or and this is the fast that we're standing and I are going to do. We're just going to, we're just going to remove certain things from our diet. You might have heard of the Daniel fast. Where certain things that you remove from your diet, you just remove and you, 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 you remove those. And, and again, you could be like, okay, God, okay, God, I'm going to do something very special. I'm removing cauliflower. It is out. I mean, it is off the table. <laughs> Especially when you don't like cauliflower, right? If you love cauliflower, don't, don't, don't throw rocks. Don't throw stones. Certain types of foods. But, but then there's also, there's also what... I like to call it this, it's a soul fast. And the reason this is important is because, because listen to me, because we, we're made in three parts. We're spiritual beings. I don't freak out over that when I say that. But the truth is, we are. We're created in the image of God. God is the spirit. We are spiritual beings. We live in a body. That's our flesh. But we also have a soul, and our soul is where we process thoughts, and we process information. It's where we form judgments. In our soul, the world has access to our soul. Our soul is constantly being fed. Are you following me? 
And so we can also, and with the body fast, things that affect our body, we can also have a soul fast. You say, Pastor, what does that look like? That could be just fasting a media. Are you prepared for this? Fasting Facebook for 21 days. I promise you, if you're depressed, it'll help you. <laughs> Why do you say that, Pastor John? Fasting Facebook would help me with depression because here's what we do with Facebook. Often we're looking at Facebook, we're looking at Instagram, and what we're seeing is the highlight reels of people's life. And we're going, oh, I wish my life was like theirs. I wish my life was like theirs. No, they look so happy. No, ladies and gentlemen, all you're seeing is the highlight reels. You're not seeing the down days. Sometimes it could be that. It could be, it could be not listening to certain types of music. It, 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 could, be, it, could, be, it could be dedicating times where, where you're not going to sit down on your laptop and just look at whatever. It could be, it could be not saying, God, I'm, I'm cutting YouTube. Father, help me in the name of Jesus. I'm cutting YouTube. Are you, are you ready for this next one? Pinterest is gone for 21 days. Why are we talking about this? Because these are things, they're not necessarily bad things, but these are things that can distract us from God. Are you following me? It can distract us. So we're going to remove those things. We're going to remove those things. Why? Because we are passionate about prayer and fasting because prayer and fasting gives God access to influence in our life. When his influence comes into our life, something is going to change. Something, everybody listen to me, something abnormal is going to happen. Now, if you just love your normal, then just do life however you want to do. But if you want something abnormal to happen in your life, I challenge you. Take these 21 days that are coming up, take them seriously and say, God, I'm passionate about prayer and fasting. The next thing, if we were standing there, we would see persistence. We would see that Bartimaeus was very persistent. In Mark 10, 48, it said many rebuked him, telling him, talking about Bartimaeus, to be silent. He was crying out passionately, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. That there were people that ran over to him. That's what we would see if we were standing there. And, and, and they would say, just be quiet. Be quiet, Bartimaeus. Just shut up. He doesn't have time for you. He's just walking by. It's just another day. Your life's not going to change. But I love what it says that he, he, didn't, he didn't become silent. He didn't allow that to stop him. But he cried out all the more, Jesus. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. In other words, he would not stop. And see, there, there, there are times in prayer and fasting that we just have to determine in our heart and our mind that we're not going to stop. My grandmother is one of my spiritual heroes. She's one of my all-time greatest spiritual heroes. I, I'm really, I'm one of the reasons I'm standing here today is because of my grandmother's prayer. How many realize that, that prayers can outlive you? My, my, grandmother, my grandmother's in heaven today, but her prayers are still being effective today. That's one of the reasons I'm standing here, because she used to pray for me all the time. But I remember her talking about, I remember her talking about the saints of old, and I, you know, she put herself in that category. I remember her talking about how it's important that you just got to pray through. You've ever heard that before? You, know, you just got to pray through, just pray through. I'm like, what is that? Pray through what? Pray through What? What, they, what she meant by that is sometimes you've got to pray through your emotions. 
Sometimes you just got to pray through those emotions because your emotions, you're like, it's not working. I don't feel anything. It's dry. But, but praying through is, is determining in your mind, being persistent in prayer is determining in your mind, listen to me, that I'm not going to stop praying. I'm going to keep praying until I see something happen. Can somebody say amen to that? It's like Bartimaeus, he wouldn't stop. And I can tell you for sure, when it comes to fasting, you have to determine that you're going to be persistent. You're not going to quit. Because about on day number three, after you've cut sugar out of your diet, your body's going to be screaming, sugar. People could even come up to you and say, please help us all and go get some sugar. Because <laughs> your body is going through withdrawals and it's, your body's rebelling because it's so used to that sugar, so used to that caffeine. Sandy's over there laughing. I can hear her. And she's laughing at me because I love coffee. And guess what God began to deal with me about fasting? So pray for Sandy. <laughs> but we have to determine that we're going to be, we're going to be, we're going to be persistent. We're, we're not, we're not going to stop. We got to, like my mom, my mom used to say, I'm going to pray through. I'm going to keep fasting. I'm not going to stop because, because I am going to give God access to my life because I dearly, dearly, dearly know, absolutely confidently know that I need his influence in my life and I want something to change. Your body's going to say, your soul's going to say, and Colossians, it's to stop. Just stop it. It's not working. Colossians 4, 2 says, don't be weary in prayer. Just keep at it. Watch for God, God's, uh, God's answers. Watch, and remember to be thankful when they come. Now, here's, here's a thought that I want to give you. It's very, very important. It's a very, very important thought. The greatest enemy of persistence is Prediction. The greatest enemy of persistence is prediction. The greatest enemy of persistence is prediction. Here's what we mean by that. Often when we begin to pray and we start prayer and fasting, and whatever our focus is, whatever our focus is we begin to predict how we believe God's going to answer. In other words, we create this picture. We frame this thing in our soul, in our mind. And we're focusing on prayer. We're focusing on fasting. We're very intent. And we believe, we know how God is going to answer the prayer. But, but, but here's the problem with that. God doesn't work within our framework. And there are times that, that if things, and most of the time when, things don't work within the framework that we've created in our mind and how God's going to work, we throw in the towel, we quit. And I believe this, I believe God doesn't have a problem answering, we have a problem recognizing the answer. God doesn't have a problem answering prayer. We have a problem recognizing the answer. That's the reason Colossians 4, 2. Don't be weary in prayer. Keep at it. Watch. Listen to this. Watch for God's answer. One of the things that we need to begin to pray. Follow me now. One of the things that we must pray is this. God, I pray that you give me eyes to see. 
God, I pray that you give me eyes to see. How many remember, how many remember uh, the, the moment that uh, Elisha, his servant, walked outside one morning? He walks outside and he looks up into the mountains. He looks in the city, uh, the mountains surrounding him. And, and as he's looking around, he, he sees the enemy. They're all around. There's a great army there. He walks back into Elisha, the prophet's uh, home. He walks back in and he's Elisha, <laughs> it's over. It is over. There are soldiers everywhere. They're everywhere around us. We are in trouble. We just might as well throw in the towel. And I love Elisha's response. I love this. Elisha said, don't stress out. There there, there are more of us than there are of them. Can you imagine this? I always like to say this. Elisha probably, I mean, the servant probably went, hold on, Elisha. One, two. One, two, hundreds. Elisha, how can you say there are more of us? Remember the prayer that he prayed? Remember the prayer that Elisha prayed for his servant? He said, Father, open his eyes that he may what? See what? See the answer. Well, back outside after that prayer, he went. He said, yeah, today's going to be a great day. Because he looked. He looked beyond the natural God helped him see beyond the natural. And he saw that there were chariots and, and, and of, of angels everywhere. And he knew then it's going to be okay. Listen to me. You may not see the answer, naturally speaking, but you, listen to me, but you can see, you can see the answer spiritually. Follow me now. You may not see the details of that answer, But you can see and you know in your heart of hearts that God is going to come through. So don't get caught up in predicting how you think God is going to work. Because the Bible says that God works above and beyond anything we can ask or imagine or even dream. Amen? Have a better amen than that. Praise God. The the next thing that you would see, the next attitude that you would see in Bartimaeus, and I'm wrapping up this morning. Is, is that you would see that Bartimaeus was precise. Bartimaeus was very precise. So he was called to Jesus. Jesus called for him and he, he, he came up to Jesus. And, 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 and how many thinks the Bible is funny at times? I, I do. I, I, I think when you read the Bible, you need to read it with a little sense of humor there. <laughs> so Jesus calls for Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus comes up. And, 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 and listen to this. This may sound crazy on the surface. Jesus said to him, what do you mean to do for you? What, 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 do you mean, what do you want me to do for you? <laughs> What's funny about it is you would think, you would think that a blind man walking up to Jesus, Jesus would go, you want me to heal your eyes, right? Would that make sense? I mean, the fact that Jesus was asked, I mean, Jesus asked, what do you want me to do for you? What can I do for you? Part of would be like, really? Can't you tell? But, but, but there's a reason why. There's a reason why Jesus asked. Because Jesus will never move in a place that he's not invited And when you give him access in that specific, that specific area in your life, 
then he's going to influence that area. And that area is going to be different. It's going to change. Can somebody say amen to that? So the question is this. What do you believe in God for? When we start in these 21 days of prayer, what precisely are you believing God for? We're talking to you today. We're saying this today so you can already start praying about it and thinking about it. So you can begin to, you can begin to think, what am I going to pray about? What precisely am I going to believe God? What precise, what area am I going to give God access to? What area does he need influence in? Some people go, I just sometimes, Pastor John, I just really struggle. I don't know what to pray for. Let me help you. You can ask yourself two questions, and I promise I'm wrapping up. Ask yourself two questions if you struggle. First question is this. What do I worry about? What do I worry about? Well, whatever you're worried about, that's an area that you need to give God access to. So that he can influence. Matter of fact, Philippians 4, 6 says, instead of worrying, pray. But the second question is this, who do I care about? Who do I care about? In other words, what's the center? What's the focus of your prayer? Is it just about you? Is it just about what God can do in your life or is it about others? Because there was a man by the name of Paul. And he wrote these letters. He was an apostle and he started churches all over the place. What? what what did he care? Who did he care about? Did he constantly solicit people to pray for him? He did ask for prayer. But consistently in his letters, he would tell people all the time, listen, I'm praying you, praying for you. Ephesians, he wrote to in Ephesians, he said, I, I'm, I pray for you constantly. Colossians, he said, we pray for you and we give thanks to you. In 2 Timothy, he's writing to his spiritual son and he says, I thank God I always mention you in my prayer. In other words, what he was saying was, I am praying for you. Why? Because he cared for people. So who do you care about? If we could peel back your heart and we could look inside, who would be in your heart? Is it just you and your needs? Or is it somebody else? So what do you worry about? It's a good place to start. Who do you care about? It's another good place to start. You say, ah, oh, Pastor John, you know, I've done this prayer thing and I've even fasted over somebody or something that just hadn't happened. Well, you know what I would say? Go at it again. Go at it again. Talked about my grandmother being a spiritual, a spiritual um, hero. If you've been around here a bit, you've heard me tell some stories about my, my, my grandparents. This is part of my story. Her husband, my grandfather, was an alcoholic. I, I didn't know him anything other than an alcoholic for the overwhelming majority of my life. But one of the reasons I say Mama was one of my spiritual heroes is that she kept praying for my papa. He was addicted to alcohol. She kept praying, and she kept praying, and she kept praying. Six years before my, 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 my papa went to heaven, he gave his life to Jesus Christ. He gave Jesus, he gave God access to his life. And God set him free from alcohol. Set him free. I had to, I had to get to know my grandfather all over again. I, I, he was like a new man and I loved him. 
It was fun to be around. After he went to heaven, I asked my grandmother, Mama, how were those last six years? She said, son, John, I'm thankful that I didn't stop praying. Why? Because she cared enough about my papa, even when at times he treated her bad. She prayed, and she prayed, and she prayed, and she fasted. And the day came when Jesus was given access to his heart. God was giving access, and his life was changed. What do you care about? What are you worried about? And who do you care for? If we get ready to step into these 21 days, we need to step into those 21 days prepared. Amen? Prepared, focused, because we are going to get better at what matters the most. And that's prayer and fasting. That's giving God access so he can have influence. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We bless you this morning.